Welcome back, fine townsfolk, to another episode of Random Encounters. I'm Nick. I'm Matt. And we are here yet again with a random monster from a random monster manual. This week I have Advanced Dungeons and Dragons, second edition, the old school book that we are always pleasantly surprised with. I'm open to page 47. Now, Matt, this this is not in any way an iconic creature. But I think you might be able to get the name, A, because of how silly it is, and two, because of how blatantly on the nose it is. Okay. So I will I'll I'll try to omit the name as I read until you can guess it. Gotcha. These are man-sized intelligent crabs. They walk upright on two pairs of legs. The small pincers tipping the short arms above their legs are used for fine manipulation. The two longer arms and enlarge claws. Two slender eye stalks bob above the beak-like collection of mandibles, which makes up their mouth. Males are often brightly colored, and females may be reddish-brown, green, or black. Now, the key sentence there was the very first sentence. These are man-sized, intelligent crabs. Think, think chintzy, knockoff fantasy creature made in China, poorly translated. It's not like man crab or something. Oh, it's it? so close. It's crab man. <laughs> crab man. Okay. Yeah. It's not a he-man character, so it's not man crab. <laughs> this is just crab man. Ah. <laughs> yep. Crab man. God, even, even he-man had a crab character with a better name than man crab. Really? What was it? Or Crabman. It was Clawful. Oh, what a what a good terrible pun. That's really yeah. good. Oh, yeah. They they were pretty hit or miss with their names, I think. Oh, for sure. But that that's pretty yeah, good. Yeah, it was either we're going to send this to the kindergarten and and see what they come up with yeah. or we actually paid somebody what, for this. What's one. your what's your favorite what's your favorite of the He-Man names? You 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 know a you know a lot. You have a pretty good knowledge of the He-Man critters, the He-Man universe. I think Skeletor is just a, kind of an iconic. No, give me like name, clever, like but like lawful though. I like Rio Blast, who was like this cowboy that had a gun that like popped out of his <laughs> chest like a cannon. Don't know where the inside of his chest was. But... Rio Blast, like Rio as oh, in yeah. river. Oh yeah, it was very like so like Rio Grande cowboy but... on the nose. Oh yeah, <laughs> I didn't know there were cowboys in that universe, or or even the idea of cowboys. Or there was only the one. I'm assuming, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. They mishmashed a lot of stuff. Yeah, they anything to make an action figure. That was that was literally the purpose of He Man, to sell oh, those toys. 100%. So what's the yeah. worst? And what... they made a killing. Oh, I bet they did. Yeah, the worst. So the wor- the worst of the names, the the most dad jokiest pun name. I would probably have to go with Clamp Champ. As as just this really cheesy. Was he the one with like the metal jaws or no? No, he just had. He was this big guy that was. He was one of the heroes, 
and he just had these two clamps that were these large, almost hydraulic, I think, in nature. And they just... For hands? No, no, he just held them. (laughs) That's even worse. I could get by with the hands, but him just holding them? Oh, yeah. They were like big... 90s era x-men type guns but they were they were just giant hydraulic clamps that's amazing so he's he's just uh he was just a a tow truck guy basically oh yeah he was just he was just a guy he was immortal yeah that's that's bonkers okay crab crab man crab man crab man the other uh sentence i like out of that that paragraph was the very last one. Male crab men are often brightly colored, and females may be reddish, brown, green, or black. Brightly colored, so so they basically look like they've been cooked already, because that's like crabs and lobsters. They they turn that bright red. Even shrimp turn like a that bright pink when they're cooked. Oh yeah, right? yeah, absolutely. And I mean, is it that, or is it like peacock? Like they're brightly colored oh, in yeah. terms of kind of flare almost. Yeah. Well, there's, there's a blue, blue crabs are bright before they're cooked. You know, isn't there like a bright blue crab? Yeah. There's a blue crab. There's blue lobsters, which are very rare, but there's, yeah. So I guess it doesn't have to be like that. The, the color change of their, their body being boiled in water, but I guess it doesn't have to, but I mean, that's a nice story hook. I think. Why, why wouldn't you? Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Combat. Though generally peaceful, crabmen will fight back with their large claws if attacked, causing 1d6 points of damage per hit. Oh, they have a thaco of 17, which translates to an armor class of 4, so pretty pretty weenie. And they have how many wow. hit dice? Where yeah. is it? 3. So they translate to a level three. That's pretty low. I mean, granted, this is AD&D, but that seems pretty low even for a level three. Yeah, definitely. But I, I think it's hard to judge, though. I think I remember the last time we looked in here, we were pretty... It was pretty unclear. The tra- number translation. Yeah. Causing 1d6 of points of damage per hit. Males of certain subspecies have an enlarged claw on one side, which does 1d8 damage. Crabmen have never been known to wield weapons. Wow. So clamp champ it is. Yeah, leave your pinchers at home. Yep. If severed, a crabman's limbs and eye stalks will grow back in one to four weeks. At certain times, population pressure and food shortages will cause crabmen to voraciously hunt other creatures. Most such attacks are directed towards other tribes of crabmen or other coastal inhabitants. However, they will occasionally raid coastal towns for food, attacking anything that moves. Such savage frenzies last only a few days, during which the crabman population is generally reduced back to a tolerable level. So does that mean they get killed? So they're so bad at this that they wind up it's almost a suicide. A su- it's a suicide mission right? that winds up saving their, their population. Yeah, they they can't they can't sacrifice they can't choose who to sacrifice, so they send everybody It's survival of the fittest. And and, and make the town ta- yeah. Oh well that's a good way to put it. Yeah. Those who survive 
against them. They they clearly have the superior genes. Yep. So yeah, they would want them to survive. Okay, I get that. I like that. Maybe if they sometimes would wield a weapon, they'd be a little bit better <laughs> at uh, at actually raiding these coastal towns. Never. They've never been known to wield a weapon. Jeez. Not the weapon thing, the, the raiding the coastal towns. That's my adventure hook in there for sure. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And and I, I even have kind of have the idea of your pieces. And it's not like a long overarching thing, maybe a couple of sessions worth. But your your adventurers visit this specific town and it's it's just before their the festival that they hold every four years when they know that the crab men are coming to to attack. And it's like it's kind of like the running of the bulls. Like you know it's super dangerous. And yeah, you could get really, really hurt, but it does end in a great, great clam bake. Yes. And you're gonna you're <laughs> gonna lose like four people and they're probably really old. Yeah. And Maybe one of them only has one leg or something like that. But in the end, like, you're eating pretty well. Both you and the crab men are eating very well. Yeah. It is it is really a... You both mutually benefit from that. Especially if, yeah, like, that town kind of uses it the same way and says, well, I mean, if you're not able to, to fight against these guys, then what what good do you have to exactly. offer? Exactly. If you, if you, you can't know. defeat these... Then yeah, these these frenzied crab exactly men. <laughs> yeah. It's if you can't defeat the level one creature, then I I guess you're not you're not really uh, coastal town material, right? Yeah, it is kind of a dangerous place. Pirates and crab men. Exactly. You know, you got to have something, some substance there. It's like the crab men purge. The, the yeah, it's the crab purge. Yeah, they uh, let's see some ecology of the crab man. They grow and molt throughout their lives, and specimens as tall as 10 feet wow. have been reported. That's terrifying. A 10-foot crab, bipedal crab man coming upon your That's town. That's incredibly inept at fighting. It's, it goes, yeah, right. It just, just pinches at things and, and hopes that he gets something. Yes. And eats it. And they can, when not killed in their 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 crazy rum springer, they're they're they can live up to 20 years. Wow, okay. They seldom have commerce with other tribes and almost never with other intelligent races. They produce few artifacts, primarily seaweed weavings, driftwood carvings, and seashell constructions. Though these are often impermanent, some are quite beautiful. Though details of crabmen religion are unknown, most artifacts are believed to be religious in nature and are jealously guarded. So if you only have a lifespan of 20 years, would that make you more religious or less religious? Hmm. I suppose it depends on... Society, sure. On your yeah. upbringing. Yeah, your society and your upbringing, right? I mean, if you're if it's hammered right from the beginning... But these guys don't seem terribly intelligent so maybe they have yeah that's many religions well yeah i mean right yeah yeah 
they are xenophobic and extremely difficult to understand. Oh, they have their own language. Okay. They mate at irregular times throughout the year. What is an irregular time? Just like not like once a month, you know, or just like one time it's noon and the next time it's 8 p.m. just after supper, you know? like The one guy that comes back from the braid. Yeah. And that's just, like, that's it. It's take my seed, women. They The females produce about 100 eggs within two weeks, and they're laid in the ocean where they hatch into clear, soft-shelled crab-like larvae. In six months, they molt, develop a stronger shell, and begin to dwell on land. The eggs and larvae are delicious. And, <laughs> and predators greatly reduce their numbers before they reach adulthood. Larvae are almost defenseless with an AC of 8, one hit die, and weak claws, which only do 1 to 2 points of damage per hit. So they just pinch you. To, to just the teeniest tiny pinch. Oh, know? yeah. They just touch, they like grab your flesh, that's it. Like maybe, maybe at the worst, it's that pinch like at the back of the arm, the the back of the bicep, that, that like fleshy bit, that pinch. Yeah. I would say that's about two points of damage. Anything else is probably one. So it depends yeah, on where they yeah. land. Otherwise, it's just a kind of a caress. Yeah, yeah. Just a, just a boop. Just get you there. Yeah. yeah. They're silly. They're fun. They're silly. It's, it's a good early level. Chum. It's a good, a good non-goblin, basically. Yeah. You know? Exactly. It's not... I certainly don't see, well, I don't know. I mean, no, I don't really see a long running thing. I mean, I guess they could be the start of some sort of storyline. You know, they don't necessarily have to be throw away one or two sesh thing and we never, and they're not connected to anything. You know, maybe they start something yep. bigger, whether it's the crab god or the harvesting of the delicious babies or, or that 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 mania that they go on i really like the idea of of it being being down to a science where they they have projected when this is going to happen and they kind of the town celebrates it or or anticipates it at least you know that's that's just funny to me that just feels like a an episode of futurama yeah they're not building up a a wall to keep them out per se cuz they want them to come in yeah, they put up signs and say Yum, yummy crab food here. Yeah, just the silly Bugs Bunny-esque just arrows pointing. Yeah, kind of. And into a big soup pot. Yeah, right, right. Just steaming. There's there's already, yeah. I don't know, what do you put in a crab soup? There's already like leeks and potatoes in there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's been cooking for a while. And they jump in and taste it and they say, oh, this is delicious. Yeah. Classic Bugs Bunny. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's it's Pinchy from uh, The Simpsons. Yeah, Pinchy. Yep. Yeah. Do you... So it says they are intelligent, but would you... I was going to say, would you allow this for like a familiar? But no, I wouldn't say... I wouldn't say as a no. familiar. Would you... But would you throw this in as like a an NPC? Say you say you only have three three players in the party, and you want to throw one more in. 
to kind of just 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 add a little more DPS or add a little more something that can take a little more damage. Would you throw one of these in there? I th- I think I think you could get away with that. I think the the big hurdle would be the language barrier. Yeah, yeah. Unless someone had, if someone has comprehend languages. Absolutely. If you could, yeah. if you could find some sort of translation mechanism, I would say so. Though yeah. I would say if they were a part of your party, then one of the one of the encounters would definitely have to be that French chef from The Little Mermaid. <laughs> yes, Le Poisson. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, you know, they did a they did a live. You know, how Disney tried to do like the live version of a lot of their musicals on like ABC oh, yeah. or whatever, whatever, you know, they did little mermaid for that. No, I did not know. Well, what they really did was they showed the clip, they showed the movie, but when it, when it cut to songs, they just had the people on stage doing the songs. And then when it was done, they would cut to the scratchy grainy ass movie again. It was super bizarre, but wow. that chef was played by John Stamos. Seriously? Yeah. Yes. It was okay. bizarre. He he looked like he didn't care at all, and he was having a great time. Interesting. He also looked kind of old. Looks like he's getting up there. Oh, Uncle Jesse is definitely an old man. Kind of gaunt. Yeah. Grandpa Jesse at this point. Well, yeah. 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 Uh, <laughs> Jeez. But yeah, it's it's on Disney Plus. I it's I honestly it's not even worth finding it and fast forwarding to that point. But if you happen to be in the mood for Little Mermaid, maybe watch that version instead. <laughs> that's that's the highest. If you happen, it's the highest praise I could give it. <laughs> I would like to know who's in the mood for the Little Mermaid. Please write in. Some people enjoy that movie. Some people, I mean, okay. I'm always in the mood for Moana. That's my favorite Disney. It's very good. Fair so, you know, some people really like it. <laughs> so the last note I want to say about these guys. Oh, so their intelligence is low to average. So they are kind of little dummies or, or big yep. dummy. But their, where'd it go? Oh, their morale is steady. Okay. That's... That's a detail that is lost to time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You don't you don't see that in uh, Pathfinder 2.0. No, you don't see it in any Pathfinder. Oh, however, the the creature beforehand, the Kuatl, is. Let's see. They are. It's a level nine. It's a nine hit dice. Its morale is elite. What does it mean? <laughs> I was. I don't know. Steady versus elite. What? And then there's there's actually little numbers. So it's steady, eleven to twelve. But elite is thirteen to fourteen. So it's one steady to elite is one step away. That is that's quite that's the a jump. big jump, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I would ever have thought to use the word elite to describe morale like elite morale would be like someone who's really proud i would say like the first wave of guys 
on D-Day had elite morale. <laughs> Everybody else had none. Had brown pants morale. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Like very gung-ho, you know, just fresh off a speech from General MacArthur. We are doing this. Ready to roll. Yeah. Exactly. Before they knew yeah, I would say before they knew what they were actually getting into, basically. Oh. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so the Coatl is a is a D Day soldier. And the Crab Man is is just a big goon. Just a big He's just a French a soldier. Big pinchy goon, yeah. Yeah. What do you think about the Crab Man? Would you use him? I definitely think I would use them, uh, especially in a a campaign that had any sort of water, right? You know, water setting. You know, we've talked about water bef- settings yeah. before and how they're they're grossly underutilized. Yeah, and this is a good way to get it going. You know, like you said before, it's it is the goblin of this sure. Kind of setting, or even even just just the idea of of a coastal trek from from one spot to another maybe you come upon their colony or you come upon a town that has an issue with them sure super simple hook there but they're they're just something a little different and they aside from that one period where they go bananas they don't seem terribly aggressive so it could be a it could be one of those those nice moments where you see what your party's actually going to do when Say the townsfolk or the person who they talk to says, oh, yeah, they go rampaging. They kill us all the time. They're really just lying. They just want to clean out the riffraff. And and does does the party take the word and run with it and not even question it? Do they assume it's that way and then they they go find something different when they're there? You know, you could you could. You could throw the morality thing. Is there morale? No, morale and morality are two different things. Is there morality epic or steady? I don't know. Ah, yeah. that's a good question. Yeah, I like that just as kind of a barometer of, of the party and how they're, how they're going to play it, especially because this is most likely going to be fairly early on in your campaign. So you can kind of get that idea and maybe know which buttons to push. Yeah, it's a good litmus test, I think. Yeah, if yes, you, it, exactly. I mean, presumably you know your players pretty well. I mean, it's it's not that often that you come to a party where most people don't know one another in terms of their game style or something. Sure. But, you know, you could always you could always test the waters with Say one of your players is playing a rogue for the first time or or something and just see how they want to develop their character. You know. Exactly. Whether it's a different class or a different alignment, maybe. Yeah. You know, maybe somebody's dipping their toe in a an evil character. Oh yeah. Or a a, a chaotic neutral mm-hmm. or something along those lines where they've they've always been kind of that maybe a lawful good paladin yeah. or something along those lines. So this could actually be an opportunity for the dm to give that player like hey this is kind of a a guilt-free chance to kind of flex your wings and see how you actually feel about being an evil character or chaotic neutral or or whatever 
Exactly. Yeah. And as the DM, you'll be able to see whether they are going to play that true to form or yeah. whether, I mean, they're going to, they're evil in name only basically. Right. And they're still going to play it fairly neutral. Yeah. Yeah. That's another, that's another campaign that one day I would love to see is the full, the full evil with the DM, like really enforcing it, you know, but it, that's a lot of, that's a lot of work on the DM to make it to make it interesting enough to carry through and not just turn it into murder hobo all the yeah. time, you know? Exactly. You torture this guy and you torture him right now. Yeah. Or or nobody gets pizza. Exactly. <laughs> okay, Matt, for the crab man, how many red lobster cheddar cheese biscuits would you give <sighs> the crab man? I'm, I am, uh, I'd like to say 10 just cause I would like 10 Cheddar Bay Biscuits. <laughs> oh, is that, they're but called Cheddar Bay Biscuits? Cheddar, Cheddar Bay Biscuits. Random Encounters now sponsored by Red Lobster. But because they're so beginning of the, of the campaign yeah. and not, I mean, they're, they're even, I would say they're even less able to be utilized than the the Kalini, I would say. Oh yeah. You know, I, I don't, you, I don't think you could ever play a crab man. Really? It's, it'd be, I think it would be a lot of additional work just to make it fit in. I don't think it would necessarily be an impossibility. No, but I don't know if it would ever be anything you could, you would willingly go, you know what? I'm going to roll up a crab. Yeah. Man. Only, it, it would have to be really, really interesting circumstances to to instigate that, I think. Very specific. Yeah. 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 Uh, so because of that, I would probably have to go with only a five. Okay. Five Cheddar Bay Biscuits. You have, between this episode and last episode, you've been way more generous with your your ratings than I expected. And it's, it might just be because it's been a while since we've, re we've recorded. So you're, you're just feeling sentimental <laughs> and so you got, you grew soft is what happened. I, yep. I got soft. Yep. Yeah. We've due to all sorts of things. It's been a while since we actually recorded. And this is the first time in this run of random encounters where we are in, we're recording in two separate locations. So we'll see how this turns out, but. Yeah, good old, good old same quality content that we have for you here at, at Random Encounters. <laughs> you can be assured of that. Absolutely, He Man discussions and Crab Men. Give me one more. Give me one more He Man name before we. Uh, which what He Man name will make me laugh? Oh God, there is Webstore, who is a, he's a spider, but, I mean, you can't really. Think of him without thinking of just Emmanuel Lewis running around following. Oh, Webster. Okay, is that like the store part threw me off? Is that supposed to yeah, be like a know. play on Skeletor? Like because he has it's probably something similar to that. Crazy. Um, yeah, there's. I mean, there were so many of them. Tongue Lasher. Tongue Lasher. He had tongue a long tongue. I'm yep. assuming he was a he was a snake with a oh, long a snake, tongue. Snake, of course, of course all sorts i only knew like 
three. What was the Cyclone one? What was his name? That, that you got it. It was Cyclone. It was just Cyclone. It wasn't. I thought there's not even a pun. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Bit on the nose there. Okay. Well, that's Crab Men and <laughs> Random Encounters for this week. Thank you so much for listening. Come on back next week. In the meantime, leave us a rating and review. Check out fecklessmomes.com. Let us know what you think. Let us know what monster you would like us to talk about. And we will talk about that and many more in the coming week. Thanks. Bye. Hey, Random Encounters is a proud member of the Feckless Momes Audio Network.